listener, this is Ralph from Beer, Blood, and the Bayou, reminding you that if you love our podcast, please rate and subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Classmates.com, or wherever you consume our show. We also want to remind you that if you have any questions, comments, or would like to unload on our latest podcast, please call us at 405-806-0476 or write us at listener at beerbloodbayou.com. Thanks. Beer Blood in the Bayou contains adult language, graphic descriptions of delicious hop treats, and real crimes perpetrated in and around the greater Houston metropolitan area. Viewer discretion is advised. Bitches. So here we are. Hey, everybody. We're back. We're, we're back. We're, hey, we're, we're in some little different conditions here today. Yeah, it's really weird today, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, so uh, we had some, um, uh, I, I guess what you want to call them, technical difficulties <laughs> last time we got together to record. Um, I was going to say personal difficulties, but. Oh, go- well, uh, well, technically they're personal. <laughs> there so, we go. There we go. Yeah. So. Uh, no, not over in Brower's world. Not over in Brower's world. All things are coming up Brower these days. Yeah. Um, speaking of that, I know um, you. Uh, I believe today was your child's first day of school. That's right. That's right. Yeah, I would have been second grade. Am I correct? Yeah, I can't believe it, man. She's grown like a weed, man. It's uh, so my two little twins, they had their first day of school ever. So kindergarten. Wow. And boy, was that hard. Yeah. Um. Went in there thinking that my boy was going to cry and the girl was going to be stoic. Yeah. Uh, and my wife was going to cry and I was going to be stoic. Quite the opposite. Me and the girl boohooed and uh, the wife was a pillar of strength. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So wow. uh, my little, little girl cried. We had to, we got, we were the first ones there, of course. And uh, we, uh, we were the last ones to leave. So, oh, wow. uh, yeah. So we got full value out of that. Uh, I tell you, one of the things I've noticed about uh, going, going to starting school is, um, you know, most of your life you spend surrounded by kind of a self-selecting group of people, meaning, uh, you know, your, your workmates, your, uh, the places you go, the restaurants you go to, the people you associate with. Those are all people you kind of self-select. Right. Uh, obviously, your friends and typically your neighbors. When you thrust into a state-run... Um, Institution, uh, institution, it's institution like a school where you know where they're mandated, um, you know this uh, this information there to to be learned. Um, you're you're thrust into a world of people you would never associate with otherwise. That's true. Um, as I'm standing next to a guy who, uh, I, I guess he um, was a cigarette because he certainly smelled like one. Yeah. Um, who had a gigantic eagle tattooed across his neck. Uh, I, I, you know, and they say you should judge, judge a book by its cover. No, never. I don't mean to. I don't mean to do that. Yeah, but I did uh, see him and thought to myself, "Wow, he's not going to work after this," just based on what he was looking like. Really? And then, yeah. And then his son, who I was like, "Great!" And uh, so they separated my twins, and her, his son was in my daughter's class. Yeah. So um, 
Now I'm thinking I am I, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to mix it up with this guy at some point. His son looks like he's gonna be trouble. I you know I don't want to I don't want to judge. I'm not here to judge anybody. Wow. wow. But uh, yeah, I, I had that, that that realization of when I was in school and having to be around all the people I would never otherwise be around. Yeah. And uh, realizing now that my kids had to do it. So. Well, can I make can I make a couple points there? So um, do. just remember though that Paul McCartney. And John Lennon met at school, you know, and, uh, you know, they never would have met if they wasn't for that public institution. And you yeah, know, they, man, they, met, they met Liverpool, didn't they? Yeah, yeah hey. exactly. I mean, hey, there, everybody. There, there's hey. like countless examples of like bands and like people who make connections, you know, at primary school, um, elementary school, went on to do like amazing, great things, you know? Um, uh, oh, 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 hang on. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. What? So, uh, I walked in and, uh, so I mean we live we live in a decent area, a decent neighborhood, good school, very highly rated school, um, good district. Yep. Uh, as we were walking past uh, the group, we were one of the first people to get there, but some other people that were there as well, getting their kids to other grades. Uh, I noticed there was a gentleman who had one of his short legs. He wearing shorts, pulled up a little higher than the other. Saw some of his tattoos, and he had a sleeve on his uh, on his arm that he had pulled all the way up. As I got closer, I realized that those weren't tattoos. Those were gigantic scars. It looked oh. like the guy fell off of, out of a moving car right before oh. he got there. And some lady was talking to him like, geez, you better go get that looked at. Better go get that looked at. And I was like, oh, my God, I, I'm, 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 I'm looking for movers. I'm on HAR today. <laughs> so, I, I mean, I couldn't believe it. Guys, we're going to break the fourth wall because I'm, I'm depositing a bank. You're going to hear my window go down. Oh, wow. Yeah, so. You can always edit this part out. Yeah, no, that's fine. By the way, listener. Oh, he's depositing money. So, um, listener, you're not actually supposed to be driving and talking on the cell phone at the same time. It's, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Dangerous. Against yes. the law. Is it against the law now? Is it against the law? Like what no, you're doing no, right I'm, now? I'm on, a, I'm on a headset. It's completely okay. fine. Okay. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. That's a good point. That's, I think that's actually legal. But let's talk about... Brower, so, Brower is not a law break. Let's talk about real quick. Why are, why are we even recording like this? What's going on? Well, we uh, we have a dedication to our fan. Um, we care about our fan more than we care about a lot of things. Ourselves, mostly. And that's right. So uh, to that dedication point, we felt it completely important to make sure that we put out new material every week. That's right. And that is what we are doing here today. With our technically personal problems um, yesterday evening when we began recording SESH, um, we uh, snapped judgment, decided not to record, and then we thought again about it, and let's go ahead and record and put something out there for the people. That's it's important. Right. It's important yep. for them. It's important for us. Yeah, for me, like, I just couldn't, um, you know, we, we, we ran into some issues yesterday where uh, all of us couldn't record, and we decided not to do it, but then I just got to the point where I just, you know what, I just can't, I can't let go. You know, I can't not not record, so... Um, I called Brower up and I said, look, man, I'm ab- we're both in Houston right now. I'm about to get onto a plane to go back up to Alaska. Um, we carved out a couple hours of our time this morning or this afternoon and tried to figure out you know, exactly when we could get on. So here we are. So That's right. this is uh, Beer Blood in the Bayou. Uh, Brower on the phone, depositing money. That's this right. Crazy. Just, hey, just put, uh, pushing the ball forward, everybody. Pushing, pushing the, the ball forward. Pushing the ball forward. I'm Ralph Sweetwater with I Fear No Beer. Hey, everybody. We're back. Yes, this is Beer Blood in the Bayou. Josh James is out on assignment right now. And when we say assignment, we mean he's at work and can't make it. But that's okay. 
Um, we're, right. yeah, we're here to kind of bring you the latest and greatest in, uh, the beer, uh, the blood and the, uh, Bayou. Is that where? Yeah. Yes. And, uh, everybody, uh, be on the lookout for, uh, for our, some of our latest merch. We finally got some merch. We got some merch. Oh yeah. We, we made, uh, how many stickers, how many stickers did we get printed up? Over a thousand. Yeah, we got like a thousand stickers. They actually turned out really good, man. Like so, so the logo that you see on the on the podcast cover art, we got that uh, printed into some three inch stickers, and uh, actually put one on the back of my car. I'm kind of proud. So if you uh, you see I me dr- doing the same, if you see me driving around Houston, you see a little beer blood in the Bayou sticker on the back of a car. Just give a little honk and maybe a middle finger, and just let me know that that you care. So yeah, and uh, uh, be on the lookout for a potential uh, uh, sort of a uh, listener participation activity that we have planned. Yes, uh, the uh, sneak a sticker where you take a picture and it has nothing to do with beer blood in the bayou, and you sneak our sticker into it. Yeah, um, I have some good ideas with that. We're going to offer some uh, some uh, prizes and some uh, some other stuff. So we're going to be selling our stickers through donation. We'll be giving them away for a small, small donation. We're getting all those logistics figured out as we speak. Yep. And, uh, yeah, we got, we have some other merch coming out very, very soon. And, uh, we, we we're just debating on whether or not we're going to get regular koozies made or the draft glass koozies made. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I like the draft glass ones. Yeah. Those are actually pretty good. You know, like I think a lot of people, they, um, I don't know. People drink out of the can. People drink out of the, the, the draft glass. I mean, who even really knows what, what the best is? But, you know, we'll figure it out. Speaking of drafts and draft glasses and cargo shorts and um, kind of sweaty attitudes, uh, what did you do this weekend? Uh, this weekend, I went to Eureka Heights' second anniversary party here in the Heights. And uh, I'll tell you what, man, it was great. They had uh, They released a couple new beers. Um, one which I really, really like. So it's a collaboration from Laser Brewing. So Laser Brewing is a guy named Chris Anderson, and he's he's actually uh, he he volunteers over at Eureka Heights, and he does collaborative beers. Um, he's a home brewer. Um, he's done a collaborative beer with Baba Brewhouse, and uh, he did one with Eureka Heights, and it's called Pew Pew, like the laser. Get it? Pew Pew. Oh God! Shut up. Anyhow, it was fucking great. Um, this guy makes fucking amazing beer. Um, right now, the only way you can really get his beer is through um, either Eureka Heights, um, you know, which I think actually I think they've sold out already, so it's probably too late. Or when he does collabs with other breweries around town, I think eventually he is planning on starting his own brewery. So, which will be I think maybe the thirtieth or thirty first brewery that's in and around the Houston area. So, hey, if you, okay, what, uh, old old Brower, old Brower would laugh and say that, that'll never work. Yeah, new Brower. The new Brower, the adjusted Brower, the yeah. Ralph Sweetwater influenced uh-huh. Brower says, "The more, the merrier." The more, wow, wow, I like that, man. I like that. That's right. I like that uh, side of you. I, I, you know, I I may not like most of the beer the way yes. it tastes, but I like the spirit, the spirit, uh-huh, pun intended, of a brewery and a brew pub and all of that. Really. Yes, I, I'm, I, I, I like that. It's a very dressed down, very um, uh, stripped down version of, 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 of you know, bars and 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 you know, it, it's it, to me. I think uh, what breweries are offering is um, a casual place in which you can go and have a drink and talk and 
meet random people, you know, yeah. and, yeah. uh, look, it, it, you gotta deal with the nerdy stuff of the, the beer nerds there, but you know, as long as, as long as the beer nerds aren't too nerdy and esoteric and, you know, we want to chase you out because you don't know how to say something or know what this is. Yeah. As long as they're willing to spread the knowledge and divulge, you know, not, not, not give away secrets or anything, but talk about it and say, Hey, be proud of what you do here. Uh, understand some people aren't going to like it, but some people are going to be interested in it. And that's the experience I had this weekend myself. Yeah. So what'd you, what'd, so you, you, you went somewhere too this weekend, right? So I've been, okay. Yes, I did. Um, uh, me and a friend of mine went to um, Bearded Fox Brewery over off Spring Cypress at 249. Oh, yeah. Uh, just moved over here recently, been wanting to go there, finally said, let's go there. Uh, we went there for a couple hours in the middle of the day on Saturday, had a fantastic time. Met some of the guys that volunteer, run the place. Um, guy named uh, Dustin, super great guy. I uh, really like what they got going on there. I got to tell you, I asked for like, give me, uh, I said, give me some samples of your last beers you have. The first two tasted awful. Um, I did, but uh, Brower did find one that he liked. It was called a Fox Paw. And yeah. it's kind of one of their standard, you know, beers. It was a, you know, it was a lighter ale beer, 5.1 and whatever alcohol, blah, blah, blah. But it was really, really good. Huh. And I ended up drinking four of those bad boys. So, wow, wow. Good um, you know, you know, the Brower test is always, uh, you know, is it finishable? Would I order it? Would I, would I spit it back in your face? Um, this was, I'll take one and then give me three more. Interesting. So thoroughly enjoyed it. They even had a decent cook team that was out there. Um, great scene. And the best part, air conditioned. Oh, yeah. Air conditioned. I, I, I do not, I cannot, I don't even want to pretend that going to a non-air conditioned brewery or brew pub or whatever the hell you call those is a viable option in this city. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't want to pretend like that as an actual thing. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. So I went to, you know, Eureka Heights. It is not air conditioned, right? It's a warehouse and, um, they actually had really, really good. They have huge fans in there. And so granted, it's not going to be like 75 degrees, but it's, I don't know. They keep the, somehow the temperature, the way they circulate the air in there, it keeps it around 80 degrees. It's not too bad. Um, uh, I mean, I, okay. I'm sure they can make it tolerable. Yeah. Not comfortable. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, that's the way you want to look at it. But yeah, I well, agree. I mean, no, no, no. Well, well, that's a fact. It's, yeah. it, it is. It's murderous to be in there in this time of year. I People are dropping. This weather causes people to drop dead. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think um, I think in this town, I think you're right. I mean, to a certain degree. I mean, I think you need, you definitely need. Um, you need an AC tap room. I mean, you know, if it, for me, it's, if, if, you know, I, I have other things I got to do today. I want to stop in and just, you know, go have a beer. Probably the last thing I want to do is sit outside and sweat. So I'll, exactly. I'll, def- I'll definitely give you that, you know, and, it, and we, you know, we live in Houston six months out of the year. It's a hundred degrees plus, And so it's a tough sell, but, um, so what, what, what did you have to drink there? Uh, so like, so, uh, like I said, so I, what basically what I drank the entire time was uh, their pew pew. So that oh, that's right. Yeah, okay. so that so that IPA. So I really really liked it. Um, there is you know, so I, I, okay. Something I didn't know about. What's that? Um, the guy, a buddy I was with, um, he uh, got a mixed beer where they take two different kinds of beer and put them together. What the yeah. hell is that? Yeah, I to be honest with you, I'm not a fan of that. Um, I just think you know beer should be able to stand on their own. Isn't that like a black and tan? Yeah, I mean, that, this is basically the same thing, and a lot of breweries are starting to do it. Now, the one place that I do like where they do do it, do that, um, there's a place called Saloon Door, and they really focus more on, like, dessert-type beers. 
So they have like a oh, peanut. Gross. Have, no, actually, they're really good. So they have like this peanut butter beer, and they have like a cream soda beer, and they like mix them together. Oh. It's a peanut butter okay. cream soda. Okay. The, pretty good. The, the, they're trying to appeal to it. The, the, uh, therein lies the uh, the the continued infantilization of our culture in this in this country we live in. They are making beer like peanut butter. I, if you tell me there's a cotton candy beer, I'm I'm gonna bang my head against the wall. No, there's I'm, definitely a cotton candy beer. Yeah, gross. Yeah. Gross, gross, gross. Yeah. Hey, back, That's back. Disgusting. Hey, back to Bearded Fox. So you said you had two beers that were horrible. Now let me ask you. Let me qualify that real quick. So oh, I looked in their face and said, "That's disgusting. I can't have another one of these." Okay. Wow. Did you really? Yeah. I said that's that's awful. That now, awful. now, now. Let me ask you a question. Now, was it a personal preference, or was it? Did you get any opinions from any other people who were there who had the same? Beer? I asked the guy, the volunteer guy. I was like, "Hey, uh, I told him exactly what my palate is. I explained who I was." Um, he had heard about us, by the way, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's cool. Um, yeah, and they were fully aware of the meat sweats, which we'll talk about that later when you when you're ready to talk about that. Okay. Um, the, so uh, that which I thought was really cool. Huh? Uh, they also knew I. They also knew who I fear no beer was. Who is that? Um, that's you. Oh, okay. Uh-huh. So, um, but um, anyway, I, no, I asked the guy. I was like, "Hey, man, look, uh, I hate IPAs for, for the most part. Although I did like a, a Modern Times." Um, I don't like beer that are too is too thick. I don't like beer that doesn't taste like beer. Um, I want, you know, something light, something that doesn't feel like I'm um, going to be bloated after I leave here. He gave me three different choices. Uh, the first two were just were fucking awful. They were terrible. And I just I told him I was like these are gross. I was like let me try this one. And I was going to try one until I found something. And I had no intention of staying very long or whatever if it was going to suck. I walked in there ready to shit on it. You know I wasn't. Uh, God, I wasn't, you're such a dick. I know I wasn't a jerk, you know, but it, it ended up being a really good time, and the beer I found was great, and that's all that counts. As long as I find one, I just need one. Yeah, that's and, a good uh, point. I did Foxpaw. Foxpaw yeah. was really, really good. Well, that's good. So hey, you know what? I can I can handle that, you know, and um, I, I get that. I mean, I get. This is the new Brower. This is the new Brower. The adjusted Brower. The adjusted Brower. Not not a complete dick, just a little bit of a dick. Mostly. Mostly. Dick. Okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that's cool. So, yeah. Okay. Well, cool. So, I'm glad. So, we kind of combined our two sections, our intro and the beer section here. So, um, I got a really, really short blood section um, that we're going to go through here in a minute. Um, so, Brower, are you done with your errand? You think you can sit down and, and, and talk through a murder with me? Let's do it. Okay, cool. We will be right back after right, this. Right back. We'll be right back. One more right. time. Right back. <laughs> And we're back. Hey, back with the blood. Back with the blood. Back with the blood. So like we said, Josh James is not with us um, today. So I took it upon myself to, um, to RIP. Yeah. RIP. Yeah. To what do you, who, who's RIP? And what do you mean? Oh, Aretha Franklin, man. Oh, soul. No, that, what do you, this has nothing to do with, what are you talking about? Oh, sorry. What are you talking about? Well, I know. James. No, no, I know. I know she died. Yeah, no, I'm talking about. Yeah, I'm talking about. Josh well, James. James. James took a personal day for Aretha Franklin. Yeah. Oh, I see. Okay. That's, That's right. I mean, he, yeah, he's like, you know, this is uh, Aretha Franklin made him feel like a natural woman, <laughs> and 
Now it's uh, this has been too much. It's been a big week for him. Yeah. So he took a personal day. That's why right. he's not going to be here with us in the blood section. Um, uh, apologies to um, his fans. Yeah. Okay. Cool. All right. Um, so I I went through uh, the back channels of of Houston crime. And back page. The like back, back 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 channels. The murder I have today is um, the crime I have today is. The shooting of Officer Darren Goforth. Ugh. Do you remember this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Anyhow, okay, so as some of you may or may not know, depending on where you're listening from, this was a huge, huge incident that made national headlines um, here in the U.S. Yeah, and let, let, let's not forget one thing to set the scene a little bit more. Yeah, yeah, you know, go for, ahead. For when um, these, uh, this, these, our podcasts are out into the ether for, you know, millennia. Um, at the time, you know, uh, every single cop shooting, especially back, even back then was the last year, right. Was amplified times, you know, times 10, not that, not that police shootings or something that people just kind of forget about or go by the wayside, but with the, um, with all the craziness going on between the police shooting innocent, um, people or seemingly innocent, uh, people, uh, and then the retaliation back. Now, if you notice, at least I do. I, I'm hearing a lot more about cop shootings and sh- cops getting shot every time an officer gets shot. National headlines every single yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. So this this came at a very interesting time in our cultural yeah our cultural lexicon, right? That's um, right. So yeah, I, you know, well, I'll I'll be digging into that a little bit too. But you know, it's and and to be honest with you, Brower, it's not it's not something that's gone away. You know. I mean, no, it, no, no, no. We're still in the I middle mean, of it. It's I think. still, ex- you know, it's still very, very relevant. But I think at the time, you know, there was a lot of other incidents that happened. Um, this incident happened within, you know, amongst another, a number of other incidents. So, so let's get into it. So, uh, Darren Goforth was a ten-year veteran of the Harris County Sheriff's Office. Goforth was married and had two children. So, on August eighteenth, two thousand fifteen, at approximately eight thirty p.m. Darren Goforth pulled into a Chevron gas station at the intersection of West Road and Telgi Road near Cypress, Texas. Okay, so Cypress for you guys, it's about 25 miles from down, downtown Houston. West Road and Telgi Road, so this is within the subdivision of Copperfield, which is where Ralph grew up. So this is right, ar- right. right around the corner from my elementary school, Feast Elementary. Um, that Chevron gas station actually has an amazing selection of craft beer, which is hey man, it's I a just, circle of life. I just want to throw it out there. So if you guys are ever in the area, go in there. They have they have Lay some, a wreath, get some craft beer. They have some they have some amazing um, amazing craft beer. Um, so like, I mean, hard to find stuff. So anyhow, um, while he was filling up his cruiser with gas, a black male in a red Ford Ranger walked up behind him and shot him repeatedly in the back of the head. The gunman fired a total of 15 shots, emptying his firearm and killing Goforth. The attack appeared to be completely unprovoked. The gun used to murder Goforth was described as a large handgun. So like we were talking about originally in the intro, the shooting drew comparisons to the shooting deaths of two officers with the New York City Police Department, which occurred the year before. The shooting also brought criticism of the Black Lives Matter movement, alleging that they were responsible for inspiring the attack. Harris County Sheriff Ron Hickman denounced the shooting as, quote, senseless and cowardly, and stated while investigators were not aware of a motive at the moment, it appeared that Goforth was targeted because he wore a uniform. 
Hickman stated, We all heard, quote, Black Lives Matter. All lives matter. Well, cops' lives matter too, so why don't we just drop the qualifier and say lives matter and take that to the bank? Do you remember that, Brower? I mean, do you remember that news conference when he was going? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yeah, Yeah. he got a little little heat for that. Yeah, and I, I just, I remember that very, very clearly. You know, I remember that actual quote. I mean, I think it's still used, it's still used today, man. You'll see it, you'll see it on shirts, you'll see it on memes, like all across the internet. Um, you know, that all lives matter, you know, and just to really just try to focus on, you know, us as a race and, you know, everybody, everybody's life is just as important as the other ones. And, uh, I mean, look, uh, yes, absolutely. Uh, I think we, that's, we can all agree on that. Um, it's just unfortunate that, um, circumstances maybe you're telling a different tale that than in reality, uh, is actually what the case is, you know, I, yeah. it's, it's these are kind of some uh, muddy waters, and uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to get too far into it. But um, it, it's unfortunate that that we have the situation that we're in. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. Okay. So uh, Texas State Representative uh, Garnett Coleman criticized Hickman and Anderson for quote politicizing a death. I don't know that anyone knows what the, the mind of the shooter was. Activist D. Ray McKesson tweeted that it was sad that some have chosen to politicize this tragedy by falsely attributing the officer's death to a movement seeking to end violence. Texas Governor Greg Abbott declared in a statement that his heinous and deliberate crimes against law enforcement would not be tolerated. Harris County District Attorney Devon Anderson said she felt it was time for the silent majority to come out and support law enforcement. She also said there are a few bad apples in every, in every profession that does not mean there should be open war- warfare declared on law enforcement. In the aftermath of the shooting, Republican President candidate Ted Cruz stated that U.S. President Barack Obama and officials in the Obama administration had a partial moral responsibility for Goforth's death. Cruz blamed what he labeled as efforts to vilify law enforcement and stated that Obama had remained silent on the murder. Cruz's comments uh, were... Sorry, go that's ahead. A, that's a bold statement. I know. Uh, yeah, yeah. That is... Oh, wow. Yeah. So Cruz's comments brought criticism from commentators and progressive publications all over the place. Mother Jones, the Texas Observer, right? Um, while conservative publications such as the right wing news expressed support for Cruz. So despite the accusations on being silent on the murder, President Obama made a, an official statement to the family and to the Houston community. So he, he called up GoForth's wife, had a lengthy conversation with her and just released a, a, a a, a big, uh, big statement on the whole affair. Wow, you know, I, I, you know, I'm really glad you're doing the story because I didn't realize that Obama. I don't remember him having to do that. Yeah, but you know, when we when we when we take a step back and look at the picture and look at the whole thing, why is he even calling? Well, I mean, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. Does he, does he call every family of a of a murdered police officer? Well, I, just I, I think I think it was just political pressure, man. Because like you know, like I was talking about, you know, a lot of people was were they're attributing this to the whole Black Lives Matter movement. Um, you know, they, there was a lot of heat around this, you know, this, this very topic in this situation because, you know, cops were ending up dead. There was a lot of, um, aggravation and there still is a lot of aggravation and a lot of distrust between the black community and, um, law enforcement, you know? So, you know, this is just, this is a, a very polarizing matter. And this is something that a lot of people get very infuriated over. So, and it's, it's obviously a huge political conversation. 
So that's you know if if you want to know the reason, that's why. I mean, it's just there was yeah. just there's just so much going on, um, you know, in this space. So yeah, so let's get back to the case itself. So after the shooting, the Harris County Sheriff's Department put out an APB for a red Ford Ranger. So that was the truck that they saw uh, leaving the gas station. So less than half a mile from the Chevron station, which is basically the adjacent street in Copperfield, a truck matching the description of the vehicle was found in a driveway, and the truck was registered to one Shannon Miles. So a little bit about Shannon Miles. He was a native of Cyprus. He had an arrest record dating back to 2005. It consisted mostly of minor misdemeanor arrests, including resisting arrest, criminal mischief, trespassing, evading detention, and disorderly conduct with a firearm. Two of his arrests involved him using force against arresting officers. According to his mother and one of the defense attorneys, Miles had a lifelong history of mental illness. In 2012, Miles was charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon in connection to an incident which he attacked a man at an Austin homeless shelter over control of a television remote. He was found mentally incompetent to stand trial and was sent to the North Texas State Hospital for six months for evaluation. Wow. Yep. All right, so back to the crime. So the next morning, Miles was brought in for questioning as a person of interest after investigators linked his car to one driven by the killer. He was arrested and charged with capital murder after a Smith & Wesson 40 caliber handgun was discovered in his baseball bag in Miles' garage and was confirmed through ballistics tests to be the same one used to kill Goforth. Several items were also seized from the home by the police, including clothes matching the one said to be worn by the shooter and 34 live rounds of ammunition. Authorities do not believe anybody else was involved in the killing. Okay, so the ongoing investigation, however, um, it's been marred by a lot of police and judicial misconduct. The investigation into Goforth's death soon revealed that Goforth, who was married, was with another woman at the time of the shooting. This woman claimed to be Goforth's mistress. Yikes. Yep. Two, okay, so if that's not, you know, bad enough, two other Harris County deputies involved in the, invest- in the investigation of Goforth's murder were found to be having romantic relationships with the same woman. Oh, my God. Yeah, and so they were terminated. Wait, so, wait, wait. Yeah. Do we know if all the cops knew about this? I don't know. I mean, I, so I don't know what the pulse was inside, you know, the Harris County Sheriff's Office. Um, you know, was this woman just like... So obviously, you know, it sounds like she, had, you know, she had to think for cops, right? You know, yeah, she's like, so, what do they call them, blue babes or whatever or, they call them? I don't them, know. I like, think yeah, there, there's some sort of name. Babes for the boys. No, no, in no. Blue, actually, 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 I think it's called badge bunny. I think is what they're called. Badge bunnies, or, yeah, or whatever, yeah. something, something like that. So right, so she, uh, so it looked like you know she, she, um, she dated or had relationships with another. So police one, princesses. Yeah. So one of the, um, one of the guys who she was messing around with. Um, during the active investigation, his name was Craig Clompton. Um, so he was a detective and he was actually on, you know, the first 48. Yeah. So that guy was on multiple um, episodes of the first 48. Uh, that's where I recognize that name. From. Yeah. Yeah. So Craig Clompton. So he's, uh, so he's gone. So he's no longer employed. So this, so this chick, I mean, I'm not into slut shaming or anything like that. No, uh, you know, I'm just, you know, she, she got around, you know, she, um, uh, you know, two other people were fired because of the relationship involvement during the investigation. And then a third police officer was actually fired because he was trying to get with her too. So he was like sending her like suggestive text messages and emails and that sort of thing. So oh he, Oh my God. So I know. So I, <laughs> I know. So, I mean, just a complete 
mess in the Houston Sheriff's Office. So let's talk about the environment of this of this situation, if you remember correctly, Brower. So it kind of went to this, like, everybody was completely grieving for this guy. You know, he had a funeral. Everybody was would feel so sorry for the family. And then all this misconduct came out and just put a huge shadow, you know, over the um, entire investigation, over Goforth's legacy himself, you know. Anyhow, so wow. in, in addition to all this, presiding judge Denise Collins recused herself from was she so wait, wait was she sleeping with the lady too or so what? so there's yeah i don't know so there's no there was never n- any reason given but for some reason um she had recused herself from for undisclosed reasons so typically when judges do that there's there's typically some sort of relationship that's going on between somebody who's involved in the case one of the, one of the parties yeah yeah so who knows exactly what it was maybe they didn't want her maybe they didn't want the police or, you know, political fronts digging into, you know, whatever's going on in her personal life. But for whatever reason, she recused herself. Good God. Yep. So in the end, Miles was charged with capital murder and held without bond. His mother claimed that her son had been shopping with her at the time of the shooting. On September 13th, 2017, last year, in order to avoid the death penalty, Miles pleaded guilty to murdering Goforth and was sentenced to life in prison without parole. So Miles' attorney stated that his client has a history of schizophrenia and psychotic episodes. The insanity defense was being explored, saying that Miles didn't even remember the day of the murder. Miles was transferred to a state mental facility after his arrest. So, um, so he had a lot of obviously you know mental issues, and um, he continually had mental issues. So. You know, that was a big, so the whole reason why I'm even bringing that up is because once we get behind motive, right? So all these politicians, everybody, all these activists are making this huge thing about police lives matter and black lives matter and that sort of thing. And at the end of the day, the motive behind the killing was this guy was just fucking crazy. And that's it, you know? Yeah, yeah. This guy's nuts. Yeah, so he's fucking nuts. It had absolutely nothing to do with any of these political affiliations. And it's just had such a weird case, right? Because you have all this, you know, all this sexual misconduct. You know, you have these, you know, this huge political ramifications from the state and federal level. And then you also have the mental health element, right? So that's another part that, you know, a lot of people are focusing on now. So, I mean, it's, it's like this huge perfect storm of all these different huge political issues that are revolving right now and around in our country. Yeah, this is kind of all over the place. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And, and get the national ink too. Yeah. Yeah. So, All right. So that is the that is the case of Darren Goforth, and uh, that that is it. So Brower, we got some by you, right? That's right. Okay. Cool. So we will be right back after cool. this. We'll be back. We'll be back. Back with the Bayou. Here we are. Browers Bayou. Here we are. All right. Well, okay. Before I get to the uh, to the great, wonderful stories that happen in, in and around this beautiful city we call Houston. That's right. Um, uh, I got a couple questions for you. Things I've been thinking about. I, I, if you believe it or not, Brower wrote some notes. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. Brower took some notes. Not on a conventional uh, piece of paper, but it's a it's a note. Okay. Uh, I got a couple questions for you. Yeah, go ahead. 
Does it annoy you when you hear an interview with an actor and they use another actor's shortened name? Like, what do you mean? Like, when someone refers to Robert De Niro as Bob. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, it just makes me feel like that person, you know, they're they're an industry insider. They have knowledge I don't have. They make you do the people math, right? Which is, you got to, okay, okay, he's talking about a movie he's in. Um, with a guy, another actor, uh, Bob, Bob is short for Robert. Okay. Robert De Niro. Okay. Right. Now, you know, you gotta do that math. You know, I, I figured out the most egregious one. Okay. Uh, what is that? Okay. So, you know, there's Chuck Heston. I don't love it. Uh, Sam Jackson. Okay. Yeah. They, we get a lot of that. Yeah. Uh, Jim. Jim. For James Gandolfini. Every time I hear someone refer to James Gandolfini, Tony Soprano as Jim, it makes me want to jump out of my skin. Does I don't he, know why. I feel like that is just a people math that I have to go way back on. Does uh, does that does his name come up a lot still? Well, maybe for me, I'm still a, uh, a, a, a Sopranos fan. Oh yeah, and I hear a lot of interviews. You know. You know, Facebook you know, is attached to your brain. They can tell you what you want to listen to and what you want to catch. Oh, yeah. yeah, so, yeah. Uh, and a couple of anniversaries have come and gone recently about The Sopranos. So those videos of like, hey, everybody, 10 years ago today, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, so, the, the compilation videos. Yeah. I mean, those are great. Uh, another question. Yo. Brower's trying to get a few things straight in life and trying to take the right path, the right path to the best people. Okay. Uh, make the best for people. Self-checkout. Yeah. Do you use it? Um, I let me let me put it this way. I it's like I almost I, I walk and I I always tell myself I refuse to use self-checkout, and really it's it's mostly on principle because I feel like that that piece of labor, you know, the 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 piece of labor that for the cashier ringing you up or the the guy bagging your groceries, like that's built into the price of the groceries, right? So I feel like every time I have to use self checkout, that's like when there's like maybe two lines open and there's, you know, there's there are 20 people deep or something like that. And I do have to check out my own groceries. I'm really fucking pissed. So, yeah. I, okay. I was at a grocery store the other day and waiting in a regular line, you know, I think I even have my kids with me. So it's, it's a, it's a little more chaotic. And as, I was, as I'm waiting there, uh, two roving uh, workers came over and dragged me over to the self-checkout and then rang me up as if I was doing the self-checkout, which I never felt more inept in my life. I felt shamed. I felt, <laughs> um, I, I was like, what is going on? I, don't, I mean, like, it was very strange. It was like, here's how you do it, sir. And I'm like, I know how to do it. You know, I was like. I didn't really like the way they approached that. It wow. felt very like, hey, loser, uh, get over here and let me show you how to work the computer, nerd. Yeah. And it was uh, it was very shameful. I don't use it because I look at that as a, uh, you know, that's a great, great job for high school kids. You know, yeah. and it, it, I, I was a cashier at one point. Were you? And, well, uh, well, yes. I worked at Academy. and. Oh. uh Actually, so did Jaim's. I worked with Jaim's, and we worked in footwear yeah. at Academy yeah. when we were in high school. And uh, I actually ventured out and worked in uh, team sports, and I was a cashier. 
which was pretty cool. You get to stand on that cushy pad all day long, which I thought was weird. I'm surprised. I'm surprised people trusted you with money. Uh, no, they don't because they make you count it in front of a, uh, in front of cameras. Like there's like these really obvious mirrors in front of you as you, and as you're counting your register. And it's like, I'm not going to steal, you know, yeah. it, it was crazy, but you know, uh, they trusted you. But I, again, I, I just don't, uh, I don't like using the, um, self-checkout. Okay. It, it feels, it feels wrong. Yeah, right. I, 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 I agree, man. It's, um, I just feel like you're, it's almost like you're, you're going to work, you know, and that, that's not fair. You're the customer. No, exactly. Oh, well, don't ever go to Aldi. You ever shop at Aldi? Uh, I've been there a couple times. Yeah. There's an Aldi right next to my office. So, uh, guess what? We go to Aldi. Is it, is so, it all, is it all, self, is it all self checkout? It is all self bagging. Oh, it's self bagging. I mean, okay. It is. And it is not, I mean, I don't want to sound lazy, but good God, it is like, uh, it, it is a lot of work, especially if you go and get like a lot, a ton of groceries. All these great if you're going to grab milk, eggs, and like uh, you know something super simple, and you yeah. you walk in with your with your canvas bag that technically actually does more harm to the environment than, than paper bags do, but yeah. no one really talks about that because uh, you know the amount of time that you'd have to uh, the amount of time you have to use that grocery bag to make up for all the damage it does. But anyway, um, so uh, yeah, I go to Aldi and. You know, you get twelve bags worth of groceries, well, paper bags worth of groceries, and it it takes like you know several minutes to load it. And there's like yeah. this weird pressure to get through the line. Everybody's waiting on you, and uh, you're they're staring at you, and you're like, oh my god, you know. And I mean, because you you can you drag your groceries off to this bench area that they that you load them up in, and it is uh, it is it's actual work. Oh, the pressure's on, huh? It's kind of like that's right. It's kind of like going through security right at an airport. Where, you know, you have all your trays out and you're trying to get all your shit out of your pockets, getting your laptops out, getting your belts off, getting your shoes off. And you have to do all this while you're moving. I mean, it's, um, yeah, I know exactly what you mean. That kind of pressure. Yeah. 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 So anyway, let's get to some news. Hey. Uh, let's do it. We have a uh, we have a big anniversary coming up on um, the city of. What is that? You know what it is? No. The one year it? anniversary. What? Of our visit from our old buddy Harvey. Oh, really? Was that a year ago? That was a year ago. Wow. So, uh, good news. Uh, let me ask you a question. When's the last time you floated the Guadalupe? It's been a it's been a minute. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Well, good news. Uh, there is still fecal bacteria in the Guadalupe from Harvey. Oh, really? Gross. A month. Yeah. We're almost, we're coming up on a year. Uh, yeah, the Guadalupe uh, River used by many for recreation, from which uh, which some cities des- uh, derive their drinking water, carried high levels of fecal bacteria months after Hurricane Harvey last year. Huh? Wow. Yeah. So how do uh, they? But how do they know it's from Harvey? That's how do they know that? Well, I don't, maybe because it was uh, they tested the poop and it was scared. <laughs> People were scared shitless. Their houses were going to flood. I, uh, I don't know. I mean, you know. You, can, you know, some you know you ever said, heard you can uh, taste the fear in an animal? Oh my god! Okay, <laughs> I, I've, I've never done it. You know, yeah. no, I've I've never done it either. Um, interesting. Yeah, I'm just curious how they actually know it's. You know, how do they know it's from Houston? That's. I mean, how do they? I. I guess they maybe they. I I don't I don't even know I don't even know. Yeah. Well, 
Uh, I got a local story about a uh, a hero. Uh, um, I would call her a hero. Um, and uh, you know, if I were the one putting all this recording together and I was producing our podcast, I would probably have America the Beautiful playing over this next story. I'm probably so, not. Uh, I'm probably not. I'm probably too lazy to do that in post. Okay. Okay. A 68 year old grandmother shot a man. She says was exposing himself while trying to get into her home in Southeast Houston. Yeah. Granny Jean told Eyewitness News that the man showed up to her home on Cherrydale Tuesday afternoon. It was last week, and he was riding a bike. Some guy pulled off his pants and pulled his pants open, playing with his thang, and he <laughs> r- ran up, and I told him to get away from my door or I will shoot him, Mrs. Jean said. Wow. Played, That's right. Playing with his thang. That's right. Mrs. Jean said she takes care of her disabled grandson. Oh, this woman's a saint. Yeah. This woman is a saint, and look what she has to deal with. Yeah, who was home with uh, who was home with her at the time? She adds that when the suspect tried to get in her door, she pulled the trigger. He kept coming and kept coming, reached for my door, and after uh, after it locked, so I shot through the door. Miss Jean explained, the man was struck in the chest by the bullet. Uh, I don't bother nobody. I didn't get in nobody's business. Jean said, "It's just me and him, and I like and I like keep saying." I warned him. Wow. Police say the 38-year-old man had to have surgery, but he's expected to be okay. I, I mean, good. He's not dead, but, I mean, I would yeah. have lost sleep, you know? Yeah. Um, the suspect is no stranger to police. Oh, I love that phrase. Yeah. He's no stranger to police. Well, I tell you, you know, that's something you never want to be. Habitual um, sex offender. Yeah. Investigators say he was arrested last week for running around naked in Belfort. What the fuck? Yeah, well, you know, it's hot. Wow. Yeah, that's what the city does to people. Yeah, man, I, you know, I, so that, that woman, so I don't know if you know that Michael Rappaport, he came to oh, town, yeah. he came to town and did a live taping of his podcast, and he actually had her on as a guest. That's awesome. So, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool, but man, I just, I couldn't even imagine somebody whacking off in front of you i would probably want to fucking shoot somebody too man that's just well, um, it was the combination of that and trying to go come after you know getting in the house yeah so. yeah man interesting well oh. you got okay so you know i i'm the biggest fan of houston you know no uh, you really no it's a it's a city of little transients you know uh we we have, got, we have a major port and a big road that runs through here. So yeah. uh, where else are people going to live? Uh, there's nothing of any uh, geographical interest here. Um, the beach, the closest beach is a is, is gross. At, at best, it's gross. Beer can house. Um, uh, do I? Have you seen the beer can house or the art car museum? Or the, uh, okay. Or the, the garbage museum? Uh, yeah, people pile their garbage uh, in a nice way. Um have you Very seen the good. Have you seen the Be Somebody overpass? Uh, we shining awesome lighting on graffiti. Okay, uh, people yeah. defaced um, a <laughs> structure. Be someone. Uh, that's right. Uh, I like the remove hate that one with the with the what is that the umlaut over the V or what? I feel like you know I feel like whoever did that one they just kind of. They got all jealous and it's very mediocre, you know, and they just kind of threw it up there last minute. And I don't know. That one sucks. I'm not a yes. big fan. I'm not a big fan of the remove hate. No. Uh, okay. So uh, city, Houston's an easy target. It really is. I mean, uh, there's no pride in the city. You know, there was people want to open arms when the, when the Astros not, got moved to the, uh, 
to the American League. What I mean, what a disgrace that was. You know, moving from the American to the National. Granted, we won the World Series. Uh, you know, so great. I mean, the team was great without it. But that to me, that was like whatever history we built up is now gone. You know, whatever rivalries we had, these teams is kind of gone away. Uh, this seems it's made no sense. People did not. They were not screaming. But they, it was a it was a money deal, just like everything in Houston's for sale. Huh. Okay, so, but, but the, the school district HISD, yeah, this year started a new lunch program where all meals are free. Oh wow, that's nice. Uh, now, you know that seems like a bit of a government overreach, but I think that is necessary. Have you heard the stories of of kids whose parents did not or forgot to put? Uh, money on their kids' accounts and did not have money for lunch, and they had to get some alternative lunch. Yeah, I think it's like a, it's almost like a public shaming, isn't it? That is horrifying. Yeah, horrifying that that ever happens. I've heard stories of lunch ladies getting fired for buying their students' lunches really? when they get to the end to pay, and there's there's no money on their accounts. Really? Yeah, I mean, to me, that is the most egregious thing you could ever do for uh, to an employee well, so isn't for there, doing that. Yeah, there's there there was if I remember correctly um when I was in elementary school there's like this free lunch, right? And so it's if you don't have any money um you know you either you don't get lunch. No, actually actually I think in elementary school you're required to get lunch of some sort and they give you this f- basically a free lunch and those kids who don't have money, they're pretty much singled out amongst all these other children. That's you know, ridiculous. They're, they're sitting around, and then you know all the kids make fun of that one kid because he had to get the free lunch. And the free lunch was like a glass of water, some like fruit, like some really shitty canned fruit, and like some rice, and I don't know. It was just yeah that that is um, the most unnecessary shaming there is uh, in in the world to do yeah. the kids. And the fact that they eliminated this as a complete option, good on Houston, good on HISD. I think it's wonderful. Um, now, obviously, uh, hopefully, most people could afford lunch, most, and there's still going to be a, a large percentage of students that are going to bring their lunch or going to buy some alternate lunch. But the fact that they eliminated that as even an opportunity for uh, for shaming of some poor child, I mean, that's that's great. Yeah, I think it's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. Oh, hey, uh, listen up. Uh, I forgot to tell you, market calendar. Um, white supremacist rally coming into town. Uh, I remember. Uh, why, you know, am I since been, my, why am I marking my since you si- Since you've returned from Bend, Oregon, you know things have. I've noticed some changes. <laughs> a lot less hair. You more tats. Uh, you, you, you've been a little more mind comfy. Yeah, so, uh, mind comfy. Just, <laughs> just wanted to let you know that uh, Nazis are coming yeah. into town. So uh, okay, Houston seen a disturbing trend in high profile bigotry over the course of 2018. Most recent was an invasion of people from West Alabama Ice House that started chanting literal Nazi slogans. Oh my god! Are you, you serious? Seen that? Yeah. Well, I, th- I I remember seeing a video. I guess there, but there were a bunch of people. I guess there was some racial slur of some sort, and then the rest of the the rest of the patrons, you know, unified and basically got got them out of there or something like that. Was that? Yeah, you would hope so. I mean, uh, you know, uh, it, look, we live in a free country. If they want to go and have some permitted march down some main street in front of some building that they are protesting. Fine, I'll stay away from there. But don't come in the restaurant or bar, imagine having a good time and yeah. tell me about how much you don't like somebody who doesn't yeah. look like you. That's ridiculous. Yeah. That's, you know, a, that's well, always a bummer. Would, yeah, and, and it's good to see the citizenry not stand for that. Yeah. 
that's all good news. Cool. All right. Well, I'll be sure to mark my calendar. When is what, what date is that? Uh, well, right now, uh, TBD. TBD. Oh, TBD. Okay. That's right. So, but uh, keep your calendar wide open. Okay, I will. This is a big deal. Oh, I will. <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you know, you know, okay. start working on your on your on your shaving now and your uh, and your hate. Yep. Okay. All right. What else you got? Well, that's about it. That's it. Okay. Cool. That's it for now. So right. we are. Uh, this was an interesting podcast. Yes, it was. Lots of someday. Lots of- that's right. When when they do the movie of our of the creation of this podcast, and they get to this act two, <laughs> we're currently in. Um, it'll be interesting. This is what or I, maybe not so much. This is what I like to call the POF section, the price of fame. That's yeah, right. This is the price of fame um, part of, of the movie. It is surprisingly hard to get the three of us together to do a podcast. It really is. You would think it would be easy, but boy, I tell you what. Between the families, the jobs, all these other things that we actually have the to alcoholism. do. The alcoholism, <laughs> the obligations. It's very difficult. Uh, uh, don't forget my volunteer work down at the shelters. Yeah. Are you are you serious? No, you don't no. know that. No. No, I don't volunteer. Okay. Well, hey, so uh, one other thing I wanted to throw in there before we go. September 8th, the Meat Sweats Invitational. That's right. We'll be there repping. That's right. Repping BBB. Team Beer Blood in the Bayou will be out there making a brisket. Tickets are available on Eventbrite. It's at Spindle Tap Brewery, September 8th, 12 noon sharp. Wait, where's Spindle Tap? It's downtown. No, no, Spindle Tap is, uh, it's kind of, it's off of, Humble. it's at 59610, basically. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, That's yeah. Right. It's it's kind of, um, yeah, going towards Humble, I guess, but yeah, um, it's before Humble and Fall Creek and all that stuff, so. It's kind of over there. But anyway, yeah, so come on out. Um, there's going to be a number of local breweries there. Everybody's competing on who can smoke the best brisket. And I don't know who we're going to get to do our brisket, but um, I uh, I don't really make a great brisket. so No, you don't. Yeah, so I don't know who's going who's gonna to do ours. But I guess we'll figure that out. But yeah, September 8th, noon, Spindle Tap, be there. That's right, everybody, and be on the lookout for our merch store, soon to be coming. Our merch store, yeah. That's right. We have several t-shirt selections that you'll be able to choose from, Um, possibly hoodies, Hoodies. cardigans, cardigans, cardigans. that's right, running shorts, flip-flops, flip-flops, I mean, um, shawls, shawls, ascots, it's going to be everything. what What if we made some beer blood in the Bayou Toms? Oh, Yeah. We would be helping people. That's right. Okay, cool. I'm going to go ahead and cue the music now. Oh, all right. Let's wrap it up. Yeah. We miss you, Jaimes. God, I miss James, too. Not me. Do you think he'll ever come back? <laughs> <laughs>